0: finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Hey, I'm Shauna Compton-Game. This is Millennial Money, and today we're talking don't let student loans bite you in the butt. <laughs> Millennial Money with Shauna Compton Game. It will expand your brain. So, student loan debt, right? This is a um, conversation topic that not many of us like to talk about. The current American average for student loan debt right now in 2016 is $1.3 trillion. That's a lot of money, right? And no matter how much student loan you might have, it feels like a lot, whether you've got 10000 or $20,000 or 100000 or 200000 whatever it is, it's a lot of money. And it certainly is a burden for many of us to the goals that we want to achieve, whether you want to, I don't know, change your life and, and start a new career, or whether you want to buy a house or a car or start your family or get married or go on your honeymoon or whatever it may be. Like we could use that money, <laughs> we could use that money every month instead of paying off our student loans. And I know a lot of you have emailed me uh, questions about student loans. There are so many questions that you have. I think the one I get asked the most is, you know, was it really worth it? Was it worth it for me to go get my college degree and have the student loan debt? And You know, I know that it may not feel like it when you're saddled with a ton of debt and and struggling. And even if you're not struggling, it's like, God, I can make that $400 or $500 or $800 or whatever the payment is a month. Like it leaves a real sour spot in your mouth. But it was worth it. It was totally worth it. And it is going to help you with your career. It's going to help you with your life. That I promise you. Um, It's not a magic solution. Um, It's not instantly going to get you, you know, a $500,000 income. But it is definitely something that we need. In fact, most of us actually need master's degrees or advanced degrees in our career. And that costs even more money. I am actually still paying off my master's degree, which costs a lot of money. And my goal in the next couple of years is to actually have that completely paid off. So I was super excited to do this podcast because this is a question I get asked a lot about the potential tax consequences for having your student loan forgiven, right? We are all so happy that um, we might be able to have our student loan forgiven that we forget there may actually be a negative impact to having that loan forgiven. So I went straight to the source, um, my friend Andy, who is the CEO and founder of Student Loan Hero. And um, we sat down and chatted about student loans, student loan forgiveness, and what you need to know. All right, Andy, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. I know you have a ton of expertise when it comes to talking student loans. So I'm so fortunate to, to have you join us today.
1: Thanks so much for having me.
0: Absolutely. So obviously, your, your company, Student Loan Hero, it is built around student loans. And one of the biggest topics I know I always get asked about is student loan forgiveness. I mean, with the student loan debt, there is nothing more attractive than just having your loans, you know, wiped away. Um, exactly. Right, exactly. So maybe just to kind of set the stage, tell me a little bit about student loan forgiveness. You know, what do people need to know about this?
1: Yeah, so there's there's really two um, different versions of it. So there's public service loan forgiveness, which is typically a 10-year forgiveness plan. Um, keep in mind, both, both of these things I'm about to talk about are both federal programs. Uh, the, a lot of the forgiveness options do not exist for private student loans. So um, the first one is public service loan forgiveness. It's that 10-year forgiveness plan. And uh, most folks that work in a nonprofit environment or they work for, for a state or uh, local and entity, uh, that's, that's, uh, a government entity, uh, will likely be eligible. This includes, uh, policemen, uh, firefighters, uh, a lot of nurses that work at nonprofit hospitals. Um, and then the, the other forgiveness plan is, um, if you enroll in an income-driven repayment plan, such as income-based repayment or pay-as-you-earn, uh, depending on, on the loans that you have and when you took out those loans, uh, they usually come with a 20-year, 25-year uh, forgiveness clause.
0: Okay. And so to be on one of those those income-based plans, you need to kind of set that up from the get-go, Right.
1: Um, so, in order to apply for an, for an income based plan, it's it's pretty simple. You just need to call your your loan servicer up. They're going to ask you a few questions. They might uh, require you to fill out a form, a, P- a PDF form. You could also um, go to the to the um, uh, I'm drawing a blank on on the actual URL. I think it's studentaid.gov uh, and and go through a direct consolidation. A, a federal direct consolidation and then apply for, for a lot of the income-driven plans through that process as well. Um, but yeah, that, that's really the first the first step for a lot of borrowers is oftentimes in order to qualify for, for student loan forgiveness or even many of the income-driven repayment plans, you need to cons- uh, change the, the, the type of loan into a direct loan to increase your eligibility. And a lot of people don't know that. So um, the, the first step, if you're interested in, in public service loan forgiveness or, or student loan forgiveness, or even many of these income-driven repayment plans is to uh, figure out what type of loans you have first uh, and see if you're eligible for those things. And if not, you might have to go through a federal direct loan consolidation to, to start.
0: But this is all something that, um, you know, you can call your student loan servicer, um, servicing company, you know, whatever it may be, and, and certainly, you know, kind of walk through the steps with them, Correct.
1: Yeah, or you know, maybe this time for, for the shameless plug. Uh, you can always go to studentloanhero.com, and we write a lot of great information on our blog, and then we actually just built a um, consolidation tool that will allow you to consolidate your student loans with the federal government for free, um, and, and along with that, you'll be able to enroll in a lot of these income-driven repayment programs. And um, what, what the consolidation does is it just modifies a lot of the student loans to become direct loans, which increases your eligibility for these programs.
0: Okay, awesome. So they can do it kind of all through your site without kind of the uh, the jargon, maybe of of their loan servicer. Exactly. Very nice. So we talk about the topic of loan forgiveness again. Um, you know, I wish that I could have gotten my student loans forgiven. Um, tell me, too. me, I know, right? I'm like, <laughs> yeah. this is not fair. <laughs> um, but tell me, you know, I mean, tell me about the process actually of forgiving. And then tell me also about, you know, um, how this could be taxable, because I know this is something that most people have no clue about
1: yeah so so just to preface it I haven't actually been through the process and um, we get a lot of comments uh, from people who are actually going through the process and they'll call up fed loan servicing or whoever their servicer is and they'll just say hey you know they're giving me a really hard time because you know at, at this certain time I can't verify my employment or you know five years ago or you um, they'll say, well, it looks like nine of your loans are direct loans and then the other one doesn't qualify. So there's a lot of edge cases here to be mindful of. Um, but, but the basic, uh, mechanics of, of how public service loan forgiveness works is if you're working in a nonprofit or a government, uh, type of, of employment situation, um, Assuming that you're making on-time payments, if you you do that for 10 years, 120 on-time payments, um, any amount that you have left at the end of that 120 payment uh, period would then be – Eligible for, for public service loan forgiveness, and um, the the good thing about public service loan forgiveness is you're not going to be taxed on it. So it's not it's not an income tax. Um, whatever you have left, if you had a hundred thousand dollars and over ten years you paid off sixty thousand of it, and now you have forty thousand left. Um, that, would, that would just be wiped out and, and you wouldn't have to pay taxes. The, the downfall of, of the um, other student loan forgiveness option, the 20-year and the 25-year, is that is going to be viewed as earned income from, from the IRS perspective. So um, that you're, you're going to have to pay income tax on, unfortunately.
0: Right. So you could potentially get to the end of your, your forgiveness period and, you know, let's say you have $20,000 wiped away. That $20,000 is actually stacked on top of your income for that year. exactly. And then, you know, you, that could essentially bump you in another tax bracket, um, you know, lots of things that maybe you wouldn't be prepared for.
1: Yeah, and the scary thing about it is if people are planning on pursuing a 20-year forgiveness plan or 25-year forgiveness plan, the the challenge is the interest is just accumulating, right? It's yeah. your, your loan is, is almost exponentially growing um, because of compounding interest and – you have to really take into consideration what, what your tax bill is going to be. And I don't think a lot of borrowers are are really considering that. Um, we, we, we get a lot of comments from people that are trying to almost game the system and they say they have this brilliant idea where they're going to take advantage of the 20 year or 25 year forgiveness. And I'm, I'm kind of a natural skeptic. So, uh, (laughs) I, I personally wouldn't want to play that game. I mean, I, I understand that, Um, a lot of student loan borrowers are just in a really tough, tough place and, um, their, their student loan debt is just astronomical. And, you know, given their income, it's just not realistic for them to to pay it off over a 20 year horizon. Um, but if possible, you know, my, my, preferred route, uh, and advice that we, we often give to a lot of borrowers is, you know, treat your debt, like your house is on fire and get rid of it immediately. Um, and there's, there's a few ways to do it. You have to be smart with your money, obviously. Um, there's ways that you could increase your income and increase your household income. Um, and and really, I, I I don't like when when people tell me that they're they're pursuing a 20 year forgiveness option or a 25 year forgiveness option because I I think it kind of puts pause on your life a little bit and it it because then you have to start thinking well well I don't want to make too much money this year because then my my monthly payments are going to go up and I think it it kind of defeats. Um, a lot of the growth mentality a young person should have when it comes to their career and, and what their income expectations should be over their, their lifetime. Um, and it could also put a lot of big ticket, um, purchases on hold, like buying a house or being able to buy a car because your debt to income ratio is, it it doesn't look good on paper. And, um, one thing that we haven't really seen, um, is what happens to these borrowers that are, are pursuing a 20 or 25 year plan. And if I'm a mortgage underwriter and I see that your student loan is only increasing and you're not, you know, you're not even paying down the principal year over year, uh, that that's not a good look. Um, when you're trying to make, make big ticket purchases.
0: Right. And probably stuff that you're not, you're not thinking, you're not thinking all of, all of that through, you know, when you're, um, you know, signing up for the loan forgiveness program, you're, you know, that, that whole kind of trajectory of what could happen. Exactly. The weather is getting warmer. I'm so excited. And it is time to say goodbye to all those jackets and sweaters and hello to the shorts and t-shirts. Plus, they will never sell your data to third-party or show you ads. I think that's really important. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it is the top-rated personal finance app. And now, listeners of this show get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash etm. That's m-o-n-a-r-c-h slash etm for your extended 30-day free trial. I'm going to be real with you. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me, now at a special price for my listeners. Today, get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com etm and use promo code etm at checkout. The only way you get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and enter code etm at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash E-T-M. Go to joindeleteme.com slash E-T-M and use code E-T-M for 20% off. In those moments when money is just not moving as fast as your dreams, EarnIt provides the financial momentum you need to keep moving forward. EarnIt is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. You just download the EarnIn app and verify your paycheck. Then you access up to $100 a day as you work, and you can leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. I honestly would use EarnIn in lots of different ways, but what's on my mind recently is I need a night out. I need some good tacos to sip on a few virgin margaritas. It will really help the show. Talking money under podcast. Earnin' is a financial technology company, not a bank, subject to your available earnings daily max, pay period max, and location. See com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank & Trust, member FDIC. And I think it's really interesting too. It's like, you know, if you're on the 10-year payoff plan with student loan forgiveness, you know, you could potentially get to the end of the 10 years and almost have your loan paid off if not paid off. So the loan forgiveness becomes almost a bit irrelevant. Or if you're on the twenty or twenty-five year, you know, then you're looking at these tax consequences. So there almost really isn't a win-win.
1: <laughs> yeah. And and if you're if you're really trying to take advantage of, of public service loan forgiveness, the best way to do that is often enrolling in an income driven repayment plan and trying to lower your monthly payments as much as possible. Um, because that's going to give you the biggest Forgiveness amount at the at the end of your your ten year cycle. I mean, if you're on your standard standard repayment plan, that is a ten year repayment plan. So theoretically, you would be paid off and and your forgiveness would be zero. So um, yeah, that's just something to keep in mind. Either either switch to a graduated repayment plan or extended repayment plan. But if you're trying to get the, the the best bang for your buck, um, you should consider income driven repayment or, um, pay as you earn, um, would, would probably be the best, best option.
0: And what about some strategies when you get to the end of the student loan forgiveness and let's say you have, you're facing this big tax bill and you, you simply can't pay it. I know you guys talk about insolvency. What does that mean?
1: Yeah, to be honest, I don't know. Uh, I, I, I didn't write that article. Um, so I'm not, I'm not too familiar in in that regard. Um, so yeah, when it, when it comes to, um, paying off your tax bill, I, I know that you, sometimes you're able to go to the IRS and say, Hey, let's work out a payment plan. Um, you know, I don't, I don't like to encourage this, but potentially you could take out a a personal loan in order to pay your tax bill. But, um, I I think your, your interest rate on, on your tax bill will be a lot lower than any type of consumer debt that you could get. So, um, and a lot of those like tax tax lien companies and tax loan companies, they're, they're pretty much loan sharks at the end of the day. So, uh, I would, I would definitely shy away from that as much as possible.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, Um, you know, for, for student loans, besides the income, uh, you know, payment plans, are there any other ways that students can really save money on student loans or is that kind of the best strategy?
1: Well, um, given the amount of people that are in a a public service loan forgiveness employment situation, um, a lot of people are just naturally not going to be eligible, um, so for all the folks that aren't working in a government entity or at a nonprofit hospital or in a church or religious organization, something like that, um, the, the, the two best strategies, in my opinion, one would be refinancing. Um, if you have high interest – Student loans, say you went to grad school, you have a 7% or 8% student loan, or even if you're a parent who's uh, paying off student loans for your son or daughter, uh, typically you have a 7 or 8 or even 9% interest rate on those. Um, a lot of students that, that have private student loans – uh, typically, they're nine, ten, ten, eleven percent, and right now you could refinance um, as low as two, two point one three, I think, two point one five, on a variable, and then um, fixed starts in the fours, four, four percent. So you could get considerable amount of savings by refinancing. Um, you know, the challenge with refinancing is uh, a lot of student loan borrowers' debt to income ratio is really high. So um, I think that's kind of um, holding people back there and also credit scores um, usually the credit score requirements around 680 um, what we see is, is low 700s is, is often a lot more favorable from from refinancing lenders out there um, and and the the average savings number attached to refinancing that we often see with with many of our partners is somewhere between $14,000 and2 20000 dollars over wow. the lifetime so, um, you know, that's that's considerable savings. And then my favorite tip is just prepaying your student loans. And that's that's really what I did um, with with my student loans. So in case anybody's wondering about my personal situation, I was up to about one hundred and seven thousand dollars in student loan debt. Um, I finally finished repaying them this this past August, which was super awesome and, and exciting. All right. For me. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty great. And, um, I use refinancing. Um, I I pretty much did, did everything. I I was in income based repayment for, for a long time and I was in deferment for a long time. I actually defaulted on two of my loans out of 16 that I, I lost track of. Um, so I, I kind of went through the whole gamut of, of student loan, um, situations out there. And ultimately I, I refinanced, um, after I fixed my credit score and increased my income, And then um, I I started prepaying my student loans Um, and, you know, prepaying your debt and and just getting out of debt as fast as possible. It's really rewarding. And, uh, you know, now I'm starting to look toward the next chapter of my life with buying a house or like, I don't even own a car right now. So I'm I'm thinking (laughs) about buying a car and it's just, uh, I actually opened a 401k and I'm I'm starting to invest now. So it's, it's a really exciting time when, when you're able to pay off your student loans.
0: Yeah. When, when cash starts growing for you rather than, you know, going away from you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So um, tell me what else on Student Loan Hero, you know, can people go on there for refinancing options? Are there calculators? You know, what else can they find on there?
1: Yeah, we have a lot of great calculators. Um, Pretty much every single scenario that you can think of is covered there. There's a deferment calculator, refinancing calculator, prepayment calculator, income-based repayment calculator. Uh, there's a public service loan forgiveness calculator, um, literally everything um, that, you, that you could possibly want to run a scenario on. Um, and then we also have our loan dashboard that allows you to pull in both your federal and private loans. You can track all your, your student loans in one place. Um, we just created a repayment plan builder, which allows you to build a student loan, um, repayment plan, uh, based on, uh, where you work and, and what, what kind of options are interested in. We take people through eligibility quizzes to see if they'd be eligible or not. So, um, yeah, there's a whole, whole bunch of stuff that could, that could help a lot of different types of student loan borrowers or different wherever you're at in the, in the life cycle. So you can just, uh, check it out at studentloanhero.com. And, and like I said, everything's free.
0: Yeah. I love that because I think that it, you know, especially when we're talking with student loans, there's, there's so much information out there. There's so many websites, you know, and it's really hard to decipher some of the time, you know, uh, who's telling you the good information, not good information. And, you know, I've even had a ton of questions, you know, should I trust refinancing companies? You know, I think there's just, there's just a general kind of skepticism out there when it comes to student loans.
1: Yeah, I think it's, um, a few things, you know, a lot of, a lot of these student loan servicers will shuffle you back and forth to different companies. And it's really frustrating to, to, you, you don't understand why you're, you're being shuffled around. And then you call up these, these companies to talk to somebody and they really don't care about your situation and often the information's wrong. So really that's why we got started. I, I was in this really terrible situation with my student loans and nobody was really helping me. And I wasn't happy with the level of advice I was receiving. So That's what, what we're here for is just to answer all those questions as, um, as correct as possible. And then, um, uh, without, without any bias and and also realizing that it's not a one size fits all solution. There's many different scenarios based on, based on your income and your career and your age and all that stuff.
0: Awesome. And, uh, kind of last question. So how long have you been running student loan hero and what are, um, you know, like some of the trials that you've, that you've had running your own business?
1: Yeah. Uh, so we started in 2012. Uh, we were lucky enough to get accepted into a business incubator in Chile. So we moved down to Santiago, Chile and, uh, they gave us $40,000 to get the business off the ground and it was equity free. And that was a really cool experience just living down there. Um, And then we, we moved, uh, the company to New York after that experience and and raised another small seed round. We got like $25,000 for 7%. And then, um, ever since then we've been, been bootstrapping. So we're kind of, um, you know, taking our own, our own medicine and our own advice. And we're building a very financially conservative company and, um, it's, it's really healthy and we're growing. We're at 25 employees today. Um, and hopefully be at 30 or 35 by the end of the year. So, um, yeah, it's just been tough. You know, it's bootstrapping a company is, is a lot of work. I'm, I'm actually happy we haven't had to go out and raise money. Um, but you know, my advice for anybody trying to start a company is, is just stay agile and, um, try to, try to learn from, from the data as quickly as possible. There's, there's a lot of mistakes we made along the way, but if we weren't paying attention to the data and analyzing what we're doing right and what we're doing wrong, we wouldn't really have that roadmap moving forward. And, um, you know the other thing is uh we're really a, a marketing first company so we we take a lot of pride in in how we market uh, products to our customers and um, how we educate our customers. I mean, all of our marketing is through education primarily. And um, I think a lot of startups, it's kind of like the, the common startup fallacy or any business fallacy is, is you spend all this time building your product or investing in things that aren't going to generate revenue. And so a lot of our team is really focused on revenue generating activities. And um, I think a lot of businesses need to keep that in mind as, you know, marketing first over over product and because you could always improve the product. But if you even if you have the best product in the world, but you don't have any customers, you're gonna have a really hard time making the business work.
0: So there you have it. Lots of good information about student loans, about what you need to know about loan forgiveness. And I think the most important thing that I really want you to take away is to be knowledgeable about the loans you have. Be knowledgeable about your payback options, about your payoff forgiven options. Be knowledgeable about your tax consequences because it's your money, right? It's your money. You work hard for your money and you should be knowledgeable about your money. All right. So hopefully we're going to do a lot more podcasts with Andy and talk a lot more student loans. As always, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Shauna Game. And if you love this podcast, please do me a favor, share it with your friends, shout it out on social media, head on over to the link in the show notes and leave us a review. We really appreciate it. And it helps grow our podcast.